Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another section of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. First, I'd like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarakma and esteemed co-host for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer point has been posted on the chat group today as we continue to pray for the ability to work in line with God's plan and purpose. And our scripture has been taken from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, Amplified Classic, and I read, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, and to give you hope in your final outcome. Esteemed family, are going to pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit for every career professional, such as doctors, teachers, engineers, and many more, as they journey in the quest of upgrading their career profiles. Pray that they are not distracted with the fantasy opportunities that may take them away from God's plan and purpose. Declare that they obtain the grace and ability to walk in line with God's plan and purpose for the kingdom with their careers. In the matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Esteemed families, kindly unmute our mic and begin to pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit using the above prayer point. Thank <laughs> you. 
Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. As we declare words for the career professional, we pray for the ability to work in line with God's plan and purpose. May they not be swept away by the opportunities that have been presented to them by the world. Opportunities that is mere fantasy that can never be compared to God's plan and purpose for their life. And as many that have went out of their way just to equip themselves in their profession, as man take it today, that have went out of God's plan to equip themselves in their profession, we pray this moment they redirect their steps to God like so many doctors and in secret society because of their profession. Instead of them to look at God who has everything, rather they are looking at elsewhere. Many teachers also they are into evil society. Like I did about Kalada, Rentole We declare your words upon them, Manda Garabakeka, Legrabo Zeke, Legrabo Shada. May they not see their current situation as a final boss, but rather they should see the plans of God for their life as the destination. Kalada, Rekoso Predabo Shada. We bless your holy name for you have answered our prayer for in jesus the most beautiful name we have prayed amen thank you so much for the opportunity to lead thank you esteem family for being part of today's intercessory prayer thank you for the changes you are causing around the world thank you esteem dr kel and esteem prayer team for the sacrifice and labor of love god bless you right now i will end over to the praise and worship team for the next section thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion over to you praise and worship team Oh, Bali Krahato Sekira Baharibidashkiraha. Glory to your name, glory to your name, O God, Baraka Seki Telegideshka. In the Baru Sheke Telegede. Oh, Father, we worship you. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Baraka Seki Pelegedon Zekira Marakadaha. Blessed be your name, O God. As I recount all of your blessings. I give a shout of glory, glory, and I'm in awe of everything you've done. You really deserve all the glory. I don't need to go search round for someone like you if there's anybody like you i'll let the whole world know i rejoice in you i exalt you lord and my heart is filled with praise 
and I magnify your name. I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise. And I magnify your name. Oh, I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise. And I magnify your name. I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise. And I magnify your name. Lord, I can't imagine living without you. You are the reason why I'm leaving. Oh, life will be empty, lonely and meaningless. If I wasn't living for your glory, oh, no need to go looking for solutions. Every answer is in your world. Oh, oh Lord, you are everything, everything is you, you're the word. I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise, and I magnify your name. I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise, and I magnify your name. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, and our heart is filled with praise, and we magnify your name. We sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. And our heart is filled with praise, and we magnify your name, Lord. We sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, and our heart is filled with praise, and we magnify your name. We sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. And our hearts are filled with praise, and we magnify your name. Oh, I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise, and I magnify your name. I rejoice in you. I exalt you, Lord, and my heart is filled with praise, and I magnify your name. Oh, we rejoice in you. We exalt you, Lord, and our hearts are filled with praise, and we magnify your name. Joy, rejoice in you. 
We exalt you, Lord, and our heart is filled with praise, and we magnify your name. Oh, we sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, and our hearts are filled with praise, and we magnify your name. We sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah, and our hearts are filled with praise, and we magnify your name. Malivra Kasunte Entelivra Kasunde Livrosi Talibaya. We magnify your name, O God. Bakosa Talebarosi Aba. Malivra Kasunte Entelebarosi Taleke Sunte Balivra Kosha Talibaya. Makasunde Levrosata Entelibarosi Kabaya. All of your blessings, all of your grace, all of your mercies, they cause us to shout. We scream in glory. We are because there is no like you and none to be compared unto you, O God. From the rising of God, today, O God, we rejoice. In you. We exalt you, we hallow you, O God. Our hearts are filled with praises and thanksgiving. Oh, Balivrako Sitalebaya, you are a good father. <laughs> you are a loving father. Balivrako Sekesunte Libar. There is no you, there is no us without you, oh God. There is no us without you. There is no living without you. You are all that we need. You are sufficient for us, oh God. You are more than enough. In you we live and move and have our being. Blessed be your name forever, oh God. Oh Father, we love you. We love the way you love us. We love the way you father us. It is enough for us. Thank you, oh God. We don't go searching. We don't double in the things of this world. <laughs> oh, because we are of heaven. Divinity is at work in us. The very life and the essence of God parambulates our bodies. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the gift of your word. King of glory, that as we study your word today, we are instructed. There is clarity, oh God. Our paths are illuminated and we know what to do. And we know how to do what to do. We, ne we know where to go. And we know how to get there. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl connected to this call today lives the same because our lives are transformed as we behold with an unveiled face. Glory be to your name forever. 
In Jesus' matchless name, we have worshipped. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you so much, dear Sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity to take today's Rhapsody of Reality segment. God bless you, Ma. Thank you, the esteemed Sister Harriet, for that amazing time of worship. God bless you so much. And esteemed Comrade Martin, sir, God bless you so much for leading us to pray. God bless you. Esteemed family, today is Wednesday, the 17th of January, in the year of redemption 2024. I welcome everyone. It's a very, very cold morning in Nigeria here. But we are rejoicing and we are glad because today is the day the Lord has made. Glory to God. The title of today's devotion is We Grow But We Don't Age. Ha! Bako shatale kewaya. We grow, hey, well, I ain't aging, you know. It's not me. Hey, hey. I don't know about you, but I receive the word of God because it is life. Hey, the word of God is the fire in my bones. I grow, but I ain't aging. I am ageless. Hey, oh boy, today's rap study. Let's get into it. Our theme scripture for today is taken from, <coughs> sorry, book of Romans 8, verse 11, the Amplified Classic, and the Bible says, And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, hey, short-lived perishable bodies, through his spirit who dwells in you. Hey, glory to God. Pastor says to us, some people believe the human body is meant to be active and vibrant for only a few years before it starts getting weak. They lie. Hey, hey. those people, ah, the Bible says they err because they don't know the scriptures. There are those people that say it, eh? ah, they don't know God and they don't know the scriptures. And pastor says, so they ask, just how far can the body go? Well, hey, the Bible show, shows us the body can go very, 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 very far. <laughs> Adam lived for 930 years before he died. He didn't die because the body couldn't take it anymore. He died because of sin. God has said to him, but of the tree of the knowledge of God, of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2 verse 17. Child of God, he ate of it and died. Many 
others lived for several hundreds of years. Some even lived older than Adam until the sin in the world got so much and God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Did somebody hear that? His days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Genesis 6 verse 3. Notice that God didn't say less than 70 years, less than 120 years. <laughs> Notice that God didn't say less than 120 years. I am saying this, Makandi statistics. Notice that God did not say, he didn't say it. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. Makandi life expectancy rate. Hey, some people, however, quote Psalm 90 and say God reduced the number of years of man's life from 120 to 70. Is that right? But that's incorrect. Hmm. That particular psalm wasn't written by David. It was a lamentation written by Moses. Hey! Oh, Bako Sete Libaya. It says, the days of our years are three score years and ten. And if by reason of strength, they before score years, Psalm 90 verse 10. Moses wasn't stating something from God. <clears throat> you see, you see, is somebody sitting up? The Bible contains even the word of Satan. The problem is that we don't know, because we don't study, because we wait for somebody else to study, we give them their opinion version of the Bible. There is not a do of what God said and what people said. Because the, the 66 books of the Bible contains everything. They didn't do child of God to know what God said. And even when God has said it in his word, also be diligent to know what he has said to you as you are studying the word. Because that Bible, it is not an end product. I say it again. The Bible is not an end product. If you say so, why is it that as we read, every time we read, new revelation come? Every time we read, this new revelation come. There are dimensions of it opened up to us. It is not God that said it. God did not say it. And people say, when you're 40, you know, you have to start visiting the, the optician and the ophthalmologist because your eyesight won't work well again. And by the time you get to your 50s, you know, you have to look for the rheumatologist because of your knees. I say they are all lies because the Bible says that that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that very power, that very power is working me. It is coagulating my mortal body. Kai! It is incorrect. 
when they tell you all those things, tell the doctor it is not true. My eyesight ain't going nowhere. Me, hey, the tiniest fonts I read them. Pastor says to us, Moses wasn't stating something from God. He saw the children of Israel passing away at a young age and he lamented. Think about it. How long did Moses himself live? Moses was 120 years when he died. His eyes were not dim for his natural, no, his natural vigor diminished. The man was still kicking. Deuteronomy 34 7, the NKJV, go find out for yourself. If Moses could have had such an amazing testimony, I, Tobinelli, says, I don't know about you. Hey, my own is better. Me, my own is better because at 120, oh, child of God, I'm going to be screaming like this to the glory of my father. Nothing broken, nothing lost, nothing aging because I am ageless. The only thing that goes up is a number. I remain strong and healthy for my father. Who will do what I do? Oh, what will I do when I stop doing what I do? Imagine me now. You take activity from me. You take worship from me. You take prayer from me. What is left? Kokuma give me glorified body. Let me be going. I ain't aging. I don't know about you. I don't know if you look at yourself and you say to yourself, my knees are in order. My elbows are in order. My shoulders are in order. I see with my eyes every cell in my body, every tissue in my body, my blood, my skin, my bones, they are full of life and they are youthful because they are for the glory of God. They are for the work of service. They are for winning souls and bringing men into the kingdom. I am a laborer. I do not tire. I do not wear out. I do not fed out because the fire of God is on me. The life of God is on me. The organic and existential attributes of deity. That is who I am. I work in health. I live in health. If you know that part of your body that the doctors have said, ah, this one is coming down because of age. Child of God, lay hands on it. I'm even prophesy. I'm even stand on the word of God, the efficacy of the word of God, and decree and declare that life comes into your body today. Because if you have said it, then it is true. The word of God is not written to cite you. The Bible is not written to entice you. It is not based on statistics and the information of men. They did not gather data. It is not that nobody's referred to work. There was no one's experimentation. It is the life of Jesus recorded for us as example. So that we can live and walk in the reality of it. Across several years, the Holy Spirit inspired men to come together. And for over 2,000 years, these words are still valid and they are still truth. How dare your life be an example of reality of what is not in the word? Tell the God, say to yourself, 
I am ageless. I am deathless. I am unkillable. Bible says to us, Come. in Christ you've been brought into agelessness. When you were born again, you received the same eternal life as Jesus. Eternal life is the life with agelessness. When you received it, you were brought into God's realm of eternity. It into an ageless zone. In Christ, we grow without aging. We have an endless, incorruptible, and indestructible life. Say it to yourself. I put your name. I Kelvinary Sezingudreze. I have an endless, incorruptible, and indestructible life. When the devil rises like a flood against you, child of God, hey, use this word and raise the standard against him. And he will flee from you. Enjoy your agelessness. Congratulations. We have the life of God working for us. Thank you, esteemed sister Amaka, for this amazing opportunity. Over to you now, esteemed sister Oge. God bless you. Thank you, esteemed Dr. Kerr. I am ageless. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. We are going over to the Bible study of today's devotion. I'll start from John chapter 11, 25 to 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Romans 10, 10. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the prayer together. Dear Father, thank you. For I am no longer bound by the limitations of aging and decay. I have passed from death to life, from age into agelessness. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and I'm strengthened, vitalized, and energized by him now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading from today's devotion. And we are in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, from 22 to the end. Praise God. Caption, Jesus and the Prince of Demons. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind that couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew that thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town of families splintered by fraud will live apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I'm empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? 
they cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I'm casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. A tree is identified by its fruits. If a tree is good, its fruits will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruits will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatsoever is in your heart determines what you see. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Caption, the sign of Jonah. One day, some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation will demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. As Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so would the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it for the repentance of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now, someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The king of Sheba will also stand up against the generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now, someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none. Then it says, I return to the person I came from. So he returns and finds his funeral home empty, swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will build the experience of this evil generation. Caption, the true family of Jesus. And Jesus was speaking to the crowd. His mother and brother stood outside, asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to speak with you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to the disciples and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of the father, anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's new testament reading. And say big thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity to have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you. And I love you. I love you too, esteemed Pastor Oninia. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. 
I'd like to take this opportunity to thank esteemed Sister Amaka for the opportunity to take the Old Testament Bible reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Praise the Lord. Esteemed family, we're going to be reading Genesis 40 and 41 today in the NLT translation. Genesis 40, <clears throat> Joseph interprets two dreams. Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in the prison for quite some time and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his first his dream first. In the dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches that began to bud and bloom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in, in my hand, so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup on in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well with you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place for i was kidnapped from my homeland the land of the hebrews and now i'm here in prison but i did nothing to deserve it praise the lord verse 16 when the cup bearers oh when the chief baker saw that joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation being familiar he said to joseph i had a dream too in my dream there were three baskets of white pastries stacked on my head the top basket contained all kinds of pastries for pharaoh but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head this is what the dream means joseph told him the three baskets also represent three days Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impel your body on a pole. Then birds will come and perk away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh's Pharaoh his cup, but Pharaoh impelled the chief, chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Mm -hmm. uh, chapter 41, Pharaoh's dreams. 
that I live Arosa. Two full years, two full years of forgetting Joseph. Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the river now. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the now. But these were scrawny and thin. Scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the river bank. Then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven healthy fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up, but he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plum and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered and will yeah, and withered by the east wind. And then and these Thin heads swallowed up the seven plum, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Mm. When Pharaoh told them his dream, not one of them could tell him what they meant. Finally! <laughs> Finally, the king's chief cupbearer spoke up. Today, I have been reminded of my failure. It's about time, he told Pharaoh. Some time ago, you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. Hey. One night, the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew boy with with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard he told him our dream we told him our dreams and he told us each what each of our dreams meant and everything happened just as he had predicted i was restored to my position as cupbearer and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole pharaoh sent for joseph at once hey the king will not sleep over for your sake. And he was quickly brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, come clean. He went in and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night. Let's get to it. I don't care about what you've done. And no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this. Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dreams. In my dream, he said, I was standing on the bank of the Nile River and I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marshlands, in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick looking cows, scrawny and thin come up after them. I've, I've never seen such sorry looking animals in all the land of Egypt. These thin scrawny cows ate the seven fat cows, but afterward you couldn't have known it for they were still as thin and scrawny as before. Then I woke up 
In my dream, I also saw seven heads of grain, full and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were bleed, bleed, belighted, shriveled, and withered by the east wind. And the shriveled heads swallowed the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one could tell me what they mean. Joseph responded, both of Pharaoh's dreams, sorry about that, both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin scrawny cows then came up later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it. For God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt. But afterward, they will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and it will soon make and he will soon make them happen. Verse 33, therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. He not only gives interpretation, but solution. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses. Store it away and guard it as guard it so there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise this famine will destroy the land. Joseph made ruler of Egypt, Shatalabaya, verse 37. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can't find anyone like this, like this man, so obviously filled with the spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of this dream to you, no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. Hey, you will be in charge of my cult and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than you. Hey, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, he, the command was shouted, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but 
no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zaphaneth Paniah. He also gave him a wife whose name is Athneth, Aseneth. She was the daughter of Potiphera. Oh, I also I almost thought it was Potiphera. The priest of On. <laughs> so Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted, for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields in the cities. He piled up huge amounts of grain like sand on the seashore. Finally, he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. During this time, before the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife, Athneth, the daughter of Potiphera, the priest of On. Joseph named his oldest son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. Sharabaya, verse 53. At last, the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. Then the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had predicted. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries but throughout Egypt there was plenty of food eventually however the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well and when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food he told them go through Joseph and do whatever he tells you so with severe famine everywhere Joseph opened up the storehouses and distributed grain to the Egyptians for the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt and people from all around came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. Oh, hallelujah. Esteemed family, right away we'll go into the affirmation segment. Praise the Lord. The affirmation is on the screen. Kindly unmute your mic so we can take it together. The spirit of the wisdom and revelation in the and 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to take the affirmation. Esteemed family, the affirmation is on the Inspired by the Word space and also on the 30 Days channel. Please take time to download and affirm it. Praise the Lord. I now hand over to the meditation team. God bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for the Bible reading. You know, I, I didn't know that reading the Bible could be so inspiring. You know, there's Bible study and then there's Bible reading. And what we do here is Bible reading. Yet it's so inspiring. It's so life-changing. You, you just discover realms in God. You just discover the personality of God. And looking into that mirror, you become just as he is. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much. The Bible reading team, you guys are super amazing. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. It's always a pleasure fellowshipping with you all. And today is our third year anniversary. Glory! This deserves a shout. You have to shout. It is three years. Three years we've been having this devotion every day without fail. There was not a day in the last three years that the devotion did not hold. And for those who may be new and inspired by the word, the whole inspired by the word devotion started and it was myself and a friend of mine. And um, before the devotion, inspired by the word existed as a training place for the leaders in my cell back then. And in this, in the in the group, we would um we would study deeper 
So if there was a new book, we'll study it in that group and analyze it and discuss all that um, the book entails, share our personal inspiration. Then every day we studied the Bible and we also discussed it on the group. Then I remember when we had a um, topical compendium volume five, when it came out, we had a duration of time. I don't know if Pastor Deborah will remember I, I, if it was two weeks or so, but we had to study it within a very short time and analyze it and discuss it. So it was it was a it was a group for deeper training, right? If you wanted to go deeper in the word. Then after a while, um, the Spirit of God said I could open it to anyone who was interested at the time. And then there were other people who had joined us. It was not a devotion. We just studied. We would study the Bible. We would check it out in different translations. We would talk about our inspiration. We would discuss Rhapsody on the group. We would discuss the message of the day on the group. So when the devotion started with my myself and a friend, it was not even um it, the the that team was not the goal, you know. I I just wanted to myself and my friend wanted to just keep ourselves accountable and you know we say okay this year we say we want to be consistent we wanted to be consistent so that was how accountability partnership started. We say okay. Let's call ourselves and then on the call would pray we we'll study rhapsody together we would um take the Bible reading, we'll do all those things. And on the 16th of January, 2021, that year, the Spirit of God now told me, said, that's inspired by the word group where you could talk and discuss the word of God further. Bring that team into it and let it become a daily devotion. So on the 16th of January, I just announced it on the group. I think Pastor Deborah was there. There are a few people that were on that group. And then on the 17th, which was the very next day, this devotion started. And I think that day, Brother John, Brother John online, I think we were, um, Pastor Deborah, we were seven, right? We were seven. We were seven on that day online on the 17th of January. And since the 17th of January till date, this is where we are. So who was on the call on the 17th of January, 2021, the very first day this devotion held? Is anyone connected online who was on the call? <laughs> who is celebrating three years just like me? <laughs> Praise God. So, brothers and sisters, this is how we got here. Ah, Sister Orena, you were? Wow. Ah, ah, you are an elder. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> oh, and today is Sister Rinred's birthday, the anniversary day. Who is Sister NJ? Sister NJ, you were, if you, you were. Uh, Sister Nadine, amazing, amazing. Okay, so it's it's a very beautiful third year anniversary. Um, Sister Debbie Adeoye was on the call. Amazing. Sister Love Odion, amazing. I just know that there were just different people that joined the call, but I think we were just seven that first day. And this is where we are. And brothers and sisters, the testimonies that have been here. God. Ha <laughs> ha, Jabaya. If you were around for the three days of Thanksgiving that we had when we took testimonies and 
we couldn't finish. We had to bring it into the new year and we shared testimonies every day after the devotion till the 8th of January. There were days we would start sharing testimonies at 7 a.m. And by 9.30, we have to say, brothers and sisters, today is a work day. Let's close. We'll continue the testimony tomorrow. And so many amazing testimonies. Amazing testimonies. Like, so much has changed in our lives. Those of us who have been part of this journey, and me in particular, so much has changed in my life. This has helped me to be fervent in the things of the Spirit. This has helped me go through very challenging times that I have seen Christians who didn't go through half of what I went through, walk away from church, stop being Christians, but inspired by the Word, caused me to stand and to stand firm. And you know, I remember the scripture that says that let him that thinketh he standeth um, take heed lest he fall. And another scripture says, Stand therefore, having your leons gathered with truth. That was the first thing he said. And in inspired by the word, the truth comes to us every day. Brothers and sisters, I can categorically tell you that if you are inspired by the word and if you are consistent, you will not fall. Challenges will not overwhelm you. Oh, yes, will challenges come, of course, but you will always win. I can categorically tell you. And if that's your testimony, you can share on the on the chat room, right? We've had so many amazing things happen for us in this place. Um, people have been healed in this place. People have received their children. When we share the testimony, remember our Christmas baby that was one year old last year Christmas. In this place, homes have been restored. In this house, a mother whose son had been on the streets, left home six years. They didn't find him. They couldn't contact him came back home in this house. In this house, impossible situations were made possible. In this house, miracles have happened every day. It's really a day to thank God. And we are grateful for Inspired by the Word. We are so, so grateful. We are so grateful. So um, today is Wednesday. It happens to be a service day. Um, we would have celebrated some other um, later in the day. But we would celebrate and we'll give you more information as to how we would celebrate. Praise God. And of course, feel free. Uh, accountability partners who you get to see each other. We're declaring the next one week, <laughs> a week of love feast. <laughs> Somebody says, I'm going to have fasting in my church. I use the love feast to break the fast. So, um, if you if you if you and your you and your friends are inspired by the word let let um someone amongst you host host the team you can host the team and have a very beautiful office just just have fun and thank god for a beautiful journey praise god and today um so you're giving me an extra 10 minutes today. It's our anniversary. In fact, it's supposed to be one hour. We're just very nice because <laughs> today is um a work day, right? But um for our anniversary, um, because I wanted us to take um testimonies, you know, for the next one week from at least two people at the end of the devotion every day talking about their IBTW journey, especially because um 
of those who are joining newly so that they would know what they are entering into. It's not the friend that invited you. <laughs> you this is the in this anniversary season. I think you should also give a gift to the person who is invited you to inspired by the word. What do you guys think? Is it would that not be nice? Because <laughs> some of you, eh, the 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 challenges that you have faced and the testimonies that you got being in this place, you should thank the person who invited you. So please go back, say thank you, and give a gift. Give a gift to that person and say thank you for inviting me to inspire by the word, please. Today is day seven in our journey. Is it is today day seven or day six? Okay. Day seven in our journey of um um 21 days of redemption and still on the restoration of all things. We are looking at Job 42, verse 10 and verse 12a. Now, all the, all the materials that you require for your meditation and for the journey of redemption, they are on our channel. And if you're new, please, we have groups that you need to join to participate in all that we're doing. That's how you get the best from this journey. The things that we do, join us to do them. Praise God. Job 42, verse 10 and 12a in the NLT translation. It says, when Job prayed for his friends, you know, this first statement, I could stay on it. And I just want to say this in passing. If you are going through a particular situation, one of the strategies of coming out fast is to begin to pray for people, especially people in that situation. If you have been hurt, one of the ways to come out fast is to pray for the people who have hurt you, the people who have betrayed you, and to give them gifts. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. The Lord restored his fortunes. Somebody check me the meaning of the word fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Now, in the beginning of the book of Job, you see how that he was such a blessed man. And the Bible recorded that he was the wealthiest man in all of the East. He was the wisest. He was the meekest. He was the wealthiest in all of the East. And then in this restoration, the Lord gave him twice as much. So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more than in the beginning. See, nobody connected to this call that cannot say that they are in the second half of their life. Because if for anything, we know that the rapture is around the corner. So if you are 45, if, you, if the rapture is in five years, 25 years is the, is the second half of your life, right? You are in the final part of the second half of your life. So you can literally put yourself in this scripture. So fortune, let's see what fortune means. A very large amount of money. I like the money part. I like the money part. And then I'll just, I, 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 there's this part that says something that happens by chance. And in this place, it's talking about something that you are not expecting. Do you remember what God told us about this year? When he said that, 
you are not expecting it. The people that are doing it are not expecting to do it, but they would do it. He says, suddenly things will fall into your lap. Fortunes, extensive amount of material possessions or money. Fortune, the amount of money one has, especially if it is vast. You have money in oil wells, you have money in bank industry, you have money in the entertainment industry, you have money in all industries. He said your money is vast. He said he refers to both wealth and prosperity. It can signify destiny. Money, money, <laughs> prosperity, success. And the Lord blessed him twice as much. For the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more than in the beginning. And I say unto you this morning, the Lord is restoring fortunes for you. Fortunes. You are going to have so much money in 2024. Some of you started this year with great challenges. It's as though the year is the opposite of what God has said. <laughs> Rejoice, for it just means that the devil came early because he knows that what God wants to do in your life is starting very early. You are going to have so much money. You're going to have so much material wealth. Now you understand when the Spirit of God said, I'll give you infrastructures. I'll give you tools for the gospel war. Question is, what are the tools for the gospel war? There are three key tools for the gospel war. Number one is people. Because you need people to fight, right? Money will be brought by people. Money will be given by people. Of course, God will use angels and will use other means. But a very key way when God uses people. Secondly, money. Thirdly, materials. So these three key, um, three key things are tools that God is giving you. And that's why I say to you, embrace leadership this year. Embrace leadership. Sell leaders, get ready for the big fishes. You know what we call big fishes? Those people who come into yourself, a comedy crowd who are big and influential. And that's why we told you do mini MBA, you say no. Polish yourself, you say no. Increase in knowledge, you say no. Because it can get to a point for some of you who have not worked on your self-confidence, your self-improvement, you can get a member that can be intimidating. There's no member that I cannot lead. If the president of Nigeria becomes my cell member today, I can lead him. And I will do it respectfully, but he will know that I am his leader. Some of you can be intimidated by the kind of people that might come into yourself. So through the years, the Spirit of God has been talking to you about personal development, but you have not paid attention to it. He said, be erudite. To be erudite means that you know everything about your specialization. Then you know little of every other thing. Can you have a conversation on engineering? Can you have a conversation on fashion? Do you have a, a, the slight idea? See, there is no member that I have that I cannot have a conversation to some extent, whether they be in medicine, whether they be in law, whether they be in agriculture, I can have a conversation. I don't know how I got into this part, but I'm saying that God is going to bring you people. Are you ready? And he's not going to be bringing you or more, more children. It's going to bring you big and influential people. We're talking about tools for the gospel war. When a governor is your cell member, when a local government chairman is your cell member, because influence matters in this our work, then he's going to give you infrastructure. He's going to give you money. He's going to give you materials. 
This is that year when it will be common for Christians to buy off TV stations, news platforms. CNN is going to be bought up this year by Christians. BBC, recently there's been this trend that BBC started against, um, B, um, uh, is it, um, was it a bishop, Bishop T.B. Joshua, right? Was he a bishop or an apostle? I'm trying to remember. And it's not the first time that they are rising against men of God to stir up trends against them. The man has already passed on. What exactly? Anyways, we investigated the situation and discovered that there was some background story. They just want, they want to take over the church. Some guys want to take over the church and they are the ones tearing the whole documentary and the whole false accusations against the man. Brothers and sisters, when are you going to buy up those TV stations? It's this year. We'll silence the devil and get him out of our business. So in your meditation today, you say, Father, I thank you. I thank you because I consistently pray for people. You are praying for the nation, blessed are you. You are praying for Nigeria, blessed are you. There's a call to pray in your local church, blessed are you. There's a call to pray in, our, in the ministry, blessed are you. When Job prayed for his friends, he said, I'm a praying person. I pray for my people. I pray for my family. I pray for my friends consistently. I am committed to praying for others. I am an intercessor and I'm a consistent one. And because of so, yes, in this year of redemption, there's restoration of fortune for me. I receive people. I receive money. I receive materials in abundance for the gospel war. I have tools for the gospel war. I have infrastructure. I have material and financial wealth. I'm wealthy with people. I'm wealthy with money. I'm wealthy in materials. Oh, yes. I have much more than I've ever had in my life put together. In the name of the Lord Jesus, this last few years, last few stage of my life before the rapture is greater than all my previous journey put together. I am wealthier. I am healthier. I am greater. I am better. That's your affirmation. And by the spirit of God, he'll put words in your mouth. Praise God. Let's take the communion and seal what we just received of the Lord. Say, I receive fortune. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I receive fortune. I receive gospel tools, tools for the gospel. I receive people. I receive money. I receive material infrastructures. Oh, hallelujah. First Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you as we break this bread. We remember that you were broken in our place so that we would never be broke in our lives. Lord, this is that year where brokenness is not allowed. <laughs> we are so wealthy, we are so rich. And we're reaching all resources, human, material, and financial. Our lives in this year is greater than all our previous years put together. And there is indeed a restoration of all things for us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Kaya Tokopa. From verse 25, he says, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do years after as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shew the Lord's death till he comes. By this cup, Lord, you said that whatever we break bread, 
Whenever we take the communion on any matter, you said we will never lose. I pray for someone here who is contending with the people, contending with the management of their organization. The management of your organization is on your matter. They want you out. As you take this cup, you win the case. <laughs> you have won, but now your victory is established. Yes, they may have, they may be many, and they may be more <laughs> senior to you in the organization, but you are the child of the monarch of the universe. Nobody kicks you out of that which God has done for you. Take the cup. And it is so in the name of the Lord Jesus. And for everyone connected, nobody will take you out of whatever God has given to you in this year. Your, your possessions are established. They are impenetrable by no enemy. You have testimonies, material possessions, financial increase and explosions in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is that season indeed when you are brought into deals just so you can make profits. You will be brought into deals just so you can make profits. One deal, $100,000. One deal, $10 million. One deal, $100 million. They will find you and you will find them. But you see these things, they are looking for you to make it happen, to make it so. In the name of the Lord Jesus. One day you make funds that you have not made in your industry for 30 years. This year, a restoration of all things. You would enjoy everything that God planned for your life before the rapture on earth. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Congratulations, esteemed family. I will quickly... Um, take the celebration. Um, if you're here, you're connected for the first time, please tell us your name, who invited you, and where you are connected from. If it's your birthday, please, I like that repose. I saw for Sister Ringret. Is there any other person whose birthday is today? And of course, I'll pray for your offerings at this moment. If you're joining us for the first time, we give offerings every day. But because this is not a church, we don't accept offerings here. So you are to send your offerings to your church. But the idea of offering is to celebrate the word of God that has come to you. There's a message by pastor that explains it. It's called Celebrating God. If you check the um, check the um, projected message the telegram group, check under media, under music, you'll find it Celebrating God. Listen to it and you'll understand better what we're talking about. And you'll be glad to give an offering every day. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Sister Glennis's number is on the chat room. If it has been, if it was your birthday this January and we haven't celebrated you, please reach out to her, send her your pictures, and um, we'll do a very nice design for you and celebrate you. Praise God. Okay, there's a sister Sophia invited by Sister Marvelous Joy, um, the first week of January. Um, welcome, esteemed sister um Sophia. We are glad to have you. Sister Omolola Samuel is celebrating her one-year anniversary in Inspired by the Word. So she joined us last year during the second anniversary. Then Sister Jadel joined two years ago. So it's her second anniversary. Um, grandson's birthday, Makame. Hello. Oh, good morning, Ma. Congratulations and happy birthday to your grandson. Sister Rinred, happy birthday to you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to... Receive new family members and to celebrate beautiful days for us. Thank you, Lord. 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 
the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and added no sorrow rest upon you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Sister Rinret, those things that cost you tears, they will never return anymore. The Lord has changed your story and those that know you will testify that you are a different person. For your testimony shall be noised abroad. You people will hear of your testimonies and testify of them even before you hear it because there shall be a public announcement and a public honor for you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We have um, Sister Kate invited by Pastor Faith. Glory to God. Um, Sister Amanda Olisa says, my dad is connected with me. Good morning, sir. Congratulations, sir. Good to have you join the family. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Two-year anniversary, okay. Faithful Pressures, my first time here. Pastor Debbie invited me. Oh, Brother Jadel, I am sorry. <laughs> There's a sister, Matilda, invited by Sister Benny. Sister Benny is quite new here, and she's been inviting quite a lot, a lot of people. Thank you, Sister Benny. There's Liz, invited by Sister Faith. Sister Liz, good to have you join the family. You didn't tell us where you're connected from. What country are you? Uh, <laughs> this is the Estelucius who joined back. She used to be part of the family before, but she's not been here. And then now she's back. This is the Cynthia invited by Pastor Sharon Ajide. Good to have you here. This is the Chidera invited by Sister Jasmine Okanu. Sister Jasmine Okanu, I have missed you. It's been a while. Oh, thank you, Lord. Um, Dr. Kerr, you better just come to Lagos and host that party. Don't be asking us who are you hosting. You should, by now, you should know who you are hosting. Praise God. All right, beautiful family. Um, We are so happy to have all those who are joining us for the first time. And there on the screen, you have it. Happy third year anniversary, you know, IBTW daily devotion. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a beautiful journey. Three years of grace, three years of increase, three years of beauty. You've beautified our lives with your word. It's been your word or your word. And there is no situation that we have found yourself that we didn't find answers and solutions in your word. We've come out victoriously every day of our lives through the word. We celebrate your word today. We celebrate the impact of your word, the life changing experience that your word offers and the testimonies that have bettered in our lives because of your word and lord we want you to know that we are grateful we are so grateful we are grateful and we love you so much those who have joined us today i pray for them that even at this hour within a very short time they would have the same testimonies as us a quick walk you would do in with for them in the mighty and matchless name of the lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Those giving an offering, your offering is blessed and your harvest is swift. Explosive, abundant harvest for you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We've come to the end of today's devotion. Have a beautiful day. Have love feast in the office. You say, ah, carry, you can declare love feast in the office and say, ah, what are you celebrating? Come, I'll tell you what I'm celebrating. Join this link tomorrow morning. Bye by um, 5.55 a.m. and you see what I am celebrating. Just have fun today, especially if you are not fasting. If you are fasting, do it when you are breaking. Praise God. Let's unmute our mics and share the benediction.
the grace of our Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah.